Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Oracle Network. Hello and welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Melissa from the Victimology Podcast. So before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So my show is just that. So victimology deals with you know the study of crime victims and the impact of crime on them. I try to keep my show very victim-centered. I've had multiple family members on before to talk about different crimes their loved ones have fallen victim to. Mm-hmm. But I also tend to sometimes stray away from that a little bit and will every now and then have like some type of true crime professional on or criminal justice professional rather, not true crime professional. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you meant. (laughs) But yeah, um, I've got a good mix of uh, different types of episodes out there. And yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot and I hope my listeners have as well. Yeah, I definitely have. I know there was a few times when I was going back and forth to visit my my folks in Wisconsin where I was like binging your show as I was traveling back and forth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you do have a good mix of like, you know, one episode you're talking to the victim's families and the next one you're talking to a book author who has over three decades worth of experience and he wrote a book about it, you know, like it mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. So I like that you have this nice mix of a little bit of the two. It kind of keeps it keeps it fresh. Yeah, it keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have a couple of questions for you. So you and Melanie from Mask of Sanity run the Oracle Network. How has running a podcast network changed your views on podcasting? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. So I would say that it has broadened my horizons, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, to the whole podcasting world as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, primarily the show has a lot. I mean, we. Re- I mean, hold on. Let me start, let me start over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Over here. So the network has a lot of true crime podcasts. A part mm-hmm. of it, true crime and kind of creepy. We will say, but you know, I, I've really realized now my eyes have been open to just how big the podcasting world is. It's yep. huge. You know, we we get so many different applications for people to join the network. Mm-hmm. And like shows like business shows, we had an anime show, a part of it at one mm-hmm. point, just a lot of different genres out there, which I guess I never truly understood just how big the podcasting community is. 
as a whole. Yeah. So I, I would say that that's been one thing that's totally changed my perspective. I mean, it's I know this is going to sound kind of funny, but it's like it makes you realize just how small your show is, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like we're a part of a huge, huge, huge network and community of podcasts out there. And I think that's one of the really fun things too about being on a network is you get to have that camaraderie and like you get to Mm -hmm. interact with one another and support one another. It's just a good vibe overall. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And I feel like, like our group and, and, you know, the newest crop of podcasts that have been added to the network that are, you know, being introduced it's a really good group of people, not just like, the sh- I mean, their shows are great as well, but the people behind the shows are also like a really fun group of people. Oh my gosh, they totally are. And I, I've i really enjoyed, I mean, like this is one of our network secrets, but we have a little retweet group, right? <laughs> so yeah. It's really fun to get to see just the different like conversations everybody has. Like mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoy that as a network lead, just getting to see all the shows interacting with one another. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> Yeah. And it's really fun because you make these connections with these people and then ideas like this um, spin off of it where it's like, how can I have you on my show or how can I be on your show? Like, how can we cross pollinate, you know, because I think you're amazing and super fun and I want my audience to experience you as well. Not just because I'm sharing your content via social, but if they don't follow us on social, I want to give people an opportunity to experience you as well. So that's another thing I love about our network is just being able to make those connections and be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Sure. Sounds great. You know, like, let's make it happen type right. of thing. So right. Yeah, no, it's just been it's been a really great experience overall. And I feel like we just have a really good group of people all together. I might be biased, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I think overall, everyone is just a like good people, you know, mm-hmm. I agree. So Going back to your show, Victimology, is there a specific case that inspired you to create the show? Well, you know, I remember listening to different like episodes of other people's podcasts and thinking, oh my gosh, can I do that? Like, Mm -hmm. is there any possible way that I could somehow fashion or create a show myself? The one case that really kind of pushed me over the edge that I was like, okay, if I do start a podcast, this is the very first one I have to cover. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the Lewis Clark Valley serial killer case. I watched Cold Valley on Investigation Discovery and actually made a contact with Gloria from that special whose cousin had been murdered. Okay. I've formed a friendship with her now. I I lean on Gloria in a lot of ways. She's just a fabulous person. And oh my gosh, does she work hard for, to try to get justice. Wow. She... Mm-hmm. She is a rock star. But I remember thinking, watching the special, just like, oh my gosh, if I start a show, it has to be the first one. And when I started Victimology, it was the very first case that I talked about, and I actually had Gloria on. But yeah. Cool. This is the last question I'm going to ask you before we move on to the the Cramport segment. If you could interview anyone on your show, who would you want to have on? Oh my gosh. Hmm. I ask all the hard-hitting questions. I'm coming Clearly. for you, Barbara Walters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, hmm, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Because I've, I've had like quite a few different types of people and I have one episode kind of in the works right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I say the person's name or I should say names, I might give it away. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so keep that one, mom. All right. So yeah, but you know what? I always joke about having Nancy Grace on. Like, 
Not that I necessarily want her on, but like <laughs> I feel like I get ranty like she does. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Nancy Grace, come on my show. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, the more more serious answer, I'm gonna keep mom, but um my my kind of funny answer is we'll say Nancy Grace. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. I can see it. I can see it. Who knows? Maybe time will tell and she'll be like, Who knows? Sure, yeah. I'd love to be on your show. Yeah, you never sounds know. Great. Cross paths at Crime Con or something. You yeah, never you never know. And she might be like, yeah, sounds fun. Here's my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have your people call my people. And you're like, cool, it'll be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like too, it's like if you play like six degrees of separation, like I've already had a couple people on who have, or I will be having a couple people on who have had connections to Nancy Grace. So it's like, in all reality, my like degrees of separation seem to be shrinking towards Nancy Grace. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Victimology. The study of the victims of crime and the psychological effects on them. Join me, Melissa Lee, a criminal justice student, as we discuss various true crime content and victim stories, oftentimes with their loved ones and advocates. My cousin, Christina Nelson, was a victim of the Lewis Park Valley serial killer. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, this is probably his first victim. So we're looking at 54 years of, of him being active. I can almost 100% assure you that law enforcement would have put it out there already. If they knew who it was and they were able to share it with public, they would tell us. There was a story on the news about a woman they had found her body and it fit her description. That doesn't ring true to me, but what I do think here in this specific case, again, it goes back to the conversation you and I had earlier. It's, it's the minute I walk outside of the prison doors where it like kind of like all hits me. Like it really just, what the hell did I just hear? <laughs> what right. happened? Right. Like it kind of all, you know, sinks in finally. Victimology is available on all podcast platforms. All right. Are you ready for some cramp words? I think so. Okay. All right. Now I have to see if I can say this first one because now that I'm reading it, I'm like, wow, okay. So your first term is absquatulate. Hmm. Oh my gosh. And it's spelled kind of how it sounds. So like absquatulate. Absquatulate. Hmm. I have to tell you, I did just study for a graduate level testing where it was like <laughs> random words and I had to like study word roots and like the prefixes and stuff. So yeah, no, I, I've got nothing. Um, absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. So I guess, I don't know why, but I feel like it's like to bother someone. It just sounds like a word to like bother someone. I'm probably totally off. Absquatulate is to run away. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to sneak that one into a research paper. <laughs> there you go. She absquatulated very oh. quickly from the scene of the crime. Thank you for using it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask that, but I'm like, no, that'll probably give it away. <laughs> I know there are times when I try to do it, but it's like, it's really hard to do it without giving it away. So yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see if you can get this next one. So your second term is dolly mop. Oh, dolly mop. Mm-hmm. Dolly mop. Spelled like Dolly Parton and then mop, like what you Dolly use on the mop. floor. Okay. So, oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 I, 
I've got no idea. I'm trying to even think what Dolly, like I'm trying to think of any other words that have that as like a prefix that I cannot think of any right now. Wow. Dolly mop. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's like to be like sad or to mope or something like that. But I'm, again, probably totally off. Okay. A dolly mop is a tawdrily dressed maidservant or a streetwalker. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A dolly mop. Oh, my God. So now part of me wants to use it in the show. You have to at this point. You have to. (laughs) I'm going to have to now. (laughs) And people will be like, what? Is she talking about? Yeah, look at that dolly mop or like yeah. something. Oh my gosh. So it's a so it's basically a slang term. Yeah, it's a slang term for yeah, like a, a sex worker. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So when when was that word like popular? Do you know that? I think it was popular in the Victorian era. Let me double check. Yeah, it was it was slang for an amateur or often part-time female prostitute in 19th century London. Huh. I like the often part-time, like that wasn't her like <laughs> full-on career <laughs> choice. Like, huh. Oh, and apparently Dolly was one of the slang terms for penis. No wonder I didn't know what the prefix meant. <laughs> <laughs> that like, makes it even more disgusting. That's <laughs> if so, you think about oh it. <laughs> my God, so, so oh my God, though. <laughs> like that's horrible. That's <laughs> so bad. That's awful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you're basically, I mean, at the end of the day, you're kind of calling someone like a penis maiden. Like, that's basically what, like, that's, that's just awful. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, I failed miserably. (laughs) I am just kind of pleased now that I know what Dolly means and I can use it to make fun of men's genitals. But yeah, somehow that makes it even better in a way. That it does it's a slang little bit term for that. Yeah, yeah. Put away your dolly. I don't want to see that. It almost we're not playing like, right now. Right, I don't want right. to play with your dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to never use the term dolly for a child's play toy ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's oh that's horrible. It's <laughs> bad. It's so bad. So if that's what the slang term was for that, then how did now I now I'm curious like how how did it turn into like a dolly, like a play toy, like a like a doll? Like how did that I don't change know. happen? Well, cuz I know they used to call them babies, like cuz they were just babies, you know, like Right. Right. So yeah, where yeah. did where the doll and dolly come from? And especially now knowing the slang term, it just ugh. <laughs> Not crazy about that. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Very interesting. Hmm. But yeah, now you've got three fun words that you can add to your vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably not want to use in a research paper, but... Yeah, probably I mean, not that one. Not not a dolly mop. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Uh, I'm going to butcher it, but the absquatulate. <laughs> it's squatulate. It sounds like Sasquatch. It totally does. It totally does. Sasquatch absquatulated. That works. From the hunters. That works, yeah. We're pursuing it. Yeah, that totally works. It does. I'm going to make it a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to thank Melissa for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? Sure. So I am available at Victimology Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
all of the above. And my show is pretty much available on all podcast platforms, just Victimology. Okay. I know you've been on a little bit of a break because you are finishing up. What are you doing in school? Are you getting your master's? Is that what you're getting? So I'm finishing my undergrad. Okay. So, and I, I feel weird because I've kind of a, like strayed from what my original goal was, but I feel like that's a lot of people's stories. So yeah, it makes me feel less bad about myself. You know, I, I'm, I'm finishing my undergrad this year and then I'm hoping I, my fingers are crossed that I'm going to be getting into a clinical psychology master's program. That'd so be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm literally in the process of like waiting to find out. So. Time will tell. We shall see. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So knowing that you've been focusing on school and you have been on a little bit of a break with your podcast, when do you anticipate that your shows will be coming back? Yeah, I'm thinking that I'm going to start releasing them a little bit more frequently in December. Okay. We'll see though. It may be sooner. It could be sooner. Again, time will tell. (laughs) Yep. Time will tell. It's hard to tell the future especially when it comes to stuff like school and things like that. So, Oh, it totally is. Yeah, totally is very, very difficult. And it's really hard, especially when you want to be able to tell it so bad. Yep. And then it just doesn't, doesn't happen the way you think it does. But that's okay, because regardless, you're moving forward. Yep. That's called adulthood, kids. So fun. It's not. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not fun. <laughs> Adulting is great. <laughs> Nobody told me it was going to be like this. So I know. I want a refund. <laughs> Can I go back? Can I just rewind? Yeah, rewind like to do this over and again. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. <laughs>